solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 30. The Sacking of Severus Snape. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this, this is, is Potter Watch. Coast to Coast Edition. Should we tell the listeners what's happened? Oh, I moved to California. And I am in Maryland. So we will be back to what we were like during the old pandemic. And a couple of times because we were lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope you guys still enjoy our podcast. It's not going anywhere. We are managing the time crisis. Yeah. Not really a crisis. (laughs) Yeah. Not really a crisis, but, you know. Uh, Today we are talking about chapter 30. The sacking of Severus Snape. Sevy Snape is what I was going to say. Was that J.K. Rowling's um, title? The sacking of Sevy Snape? Yeah. <laughs> I think we all knew between the lines. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I should not have doubted you. Um, I'm so sorry about that. My reading was long. It was basically a haiku in of itself. <laughs> I, I, just, hear it. I just wanted to say so much. <laughs> My rename is Hogwarts has hidden stories still to tell. Oh, wow. That is, that's like a sentence. Yes. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, the sacking of Severus Snape is like a full thought. Yeah, it's a, it, it's actually a very good chapter title also. Yeah. I don't know if it really encompasses the whole chapter, but. What have you got for us? A new order. Ooh, that's great. I mean, like an actual chapter title. (laughs) (laughs) As a bonus. (laughs) As a bonus, it is like a chapter title. I will begin with my haiku because it started out strong and landed with a slap. Yeah. I think we're probably about the same. (laughs) Um, Minerva takes charge. Loyalty's challenge at large. Oh. Now what what will she rhyme next? (laughs) Armies flood the barge. And by barge, I do mean Hogwarts. I think that's good. I thought I wasn't counting your syllables, so I thought you were just going to end with Army's Flood, and I was like, oh no. I think it was fine. Yeah, no, no, you're, no, 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 I just meant, like, in my head, I was like, Flood, <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. I ran out of words that rhyme with charge and large. Well, well let's, let me, uh, let me tell you mine, and then maybe you'll feel better. <laughs> we're in the end game. Just the brave fight and remain. An old foe reclaimed. What? That's great. It's okay. I mean, it's like not what you made it seem like it was going to be. 
I'm surprised that you reclaimed an old foe. I I went on some growth. They were, they did not end up being, but um, I have some kind things to say. Okay, good. I had probably a similar note to you. Mm -hmm. I forgot that that was happening, actually. I was like, what? (laughs) Who's, who's here? (laughs) Like, I got excited. And then I was like, oh, I forgot. Right. And the same thing happened to me. For some reason, I don't know why. I was like, it's serious. (laughs) Oh, that's so much worse. Like, I don't know why my brain went there. I was like, Alex, Sirius is dead, has been dead for a really long time. But they, like, were like... And I was like, oh my God, Sirius is here. I don't, I don't know if I thought it was like, cause there is a part coming up. I think maybe in the next chapter where Gran shows up, mm-hmm. maybe I was thinking it was that. It was just, I, it was bad. It was, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. And then I tripped. I remember it. Then I tripped. <laughs> All right. So before we get to a certain foe, we still have to deal with these caros. Before we get to a certain foe, we must first deal with the caro. <laughs> oh, so good. I said, go Luna. <laughs> yes, I love how powerful she is. Like on the I know. <laughs> a queen like oh I didn't realize that I would um completely destroy a woman yeah and then when the, when the students come up later and they're like "Woo, I think she's dead Luna's like oh good they're pleased like what else would they be Luna like amicus is not a Ravenclaw <laughs> no <laughs> an understatement <laughs> um <laughs> I don't I, know do I like <laughs> I don't know I'm not supposed to know. Just open the door. Shut up, will you? I did enjoy him trying to get in. That was funny. He was some comic relief until he did the most disrespectful thing you could do to another person. Especially to that specific person. I was, I got so enraged. And then, but first, um, oh, McGonagall's pride for Harry. Like, Why would he be at the Ravenclaw common room when he's in my house? I was just so excited that she was there. Same. I like this whole t- this whole chapter. I was getting so emotional just because I had just missed McGonagall's presence so much. She just and she's in high form this chapter. Like, and I think you said it last chapter. Like, we didn't really know that we missed her until like she came back to us and we're like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Yes. Where have you been all my life, Magoo? Um, but yeah, how dare he spit on her? Also, he doesn't seem that upset that his sister is dead, presumably. I mean, she's not, but he's like, she's dead. Look at this. Like this is, this happened today. Yeah. He's, he's something else. And then yeah, and I said, oh, yeah, you don't spit on Mama Magoo. Like, I know it's dumb for Harry to reveal himself, but I'm like, yes, that is the appropriate action, is to be like, how fucking dare you? Also, at this point, like, I don't know if it matters. 
But Harry's just so sweet. McGonagall's like, that was not very smart. And he's like, but he spit on you. <laughs> like Harry is, so, and then McGonagall's touched because Harry's so defensive. Very gallant. <laughs> very, I know. And then uh, uh, the um, Jim Dale's voice for McGonagall is so like touched in that moment. Like, yes, it was very gallant. Harry, but oh my 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 heart couldn't take all of the McGonagall Harry love. I just was not ready. Um, I also really like McGonagall's line right before that, where she's like, the only difference between truth and lies, courage and cowardice. Oh yeah, she lays them out. What what do you think Minerva would have done if Harry hadn't done anything? I think she would have like done a spell on him. I think that man would have been in a lot of pain. Um, don't love that Harry's like, uh, Bellatrix was right. Right? Yeah, I have that note too. I'm like, so we used to like, we not getting like an argument, but like we had a discussion earlier about how you were saying you didn't like when he uses the unforgivables. And it doesn't bother me when he does it in the, um, in the, in the bank yeah, and stuff. Like that doesn't um, bother me because I feel like it's necessary. But when he was like, ha ha ha, this felt kind of good. You have to mean it. I was like, no, no, Harry. <laughs> didn't like you were relishing it. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't love it. But then McGonagall uses uh, Imperio. And I was like, okay, so we're all using Unforgivables today, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I also love McGonagall's reaction to him using Cruciatus that I'm like, I'm still like, don't feel good about it. But I think her reaction is so funny that I'm like, okay. Also, I feel like, and this is, I think, what you were trying to say or you were saying with the bank stuff was like, we're being told a different story about Imperio than like that it's an unbelievable. Like it seems in this book, especially like, I guess it's, we can use this one. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It just feels like, I mean, they're also like in war now. Like McGonagall goes like, we're shooting to kill. Like, Oh yeah. I have a note about that line later. Yeah. McGonagall said, it's time. Like, get on board or get out. For what we're about to do. Yeah. Um, I also love McGonagall, like, being, like, doubting Harry. Harry's like, I have to find this thing. And she's like, this is, like, no time to be going on wild goose chases, Harry. And then um, he's like, he explains that it's for Dumbledore and she's like, oh, it's for Dumbledore. Well, we'll do all of this. We'll make sure we get all our ducks in a row. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm a little sad that Harry doesn't have like the respect yet that he deserves, but I also love McGonagall's loyalty for Big D is like, oh, say no more. We're good. (laughs) We're good. I will get my little statues. They will come on down. Yeah. Um, I do love her like version of imperi imperious seeing them. It's like so civilized, like yeah. her having them like collect their belongings, hand them in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's like basically like using Imperio to like 
look after your drunk friend when they've had too much on a night out. She's like, all right, get yourself together, take a shower, and then put yourself to bed. <laughs> you know? Love it. I also had a realization about <clears throat> Voldemort getting the locket or like checking for the locket. Because mm-hmm. remember I was saying like, how is he doing it without like somebody with him? Because like he brought um, Creature that one time to do it. Yeah. I think I remembered that they say that he brought Creature to test the defenses. Mm. I think it is what you were saying that he has a way of just like using a spell or something. Because I think he does a spell to like change the color of the water. Yeah, I think he can do it on his own. Um, But I, because I was like, well, then why did he have to bring Creature that one time? But I think it was just to test test how it worked, basically. Like how bad is it? Yeah, which is awful. Yeah. Um, We are teachers, Harry. Or us teachers are pretty good at magic. Us teachers are pretty good at magic or whatever. That's a good, yes. We shall secure the school against he who must not be named while you search for this, this object. Is that possible? I think so, said Professor McGonagall dryly. We teachers are rather good at magic, you know. Uh, something to be done about Professor Snape, though. Mm. Okay, but even though we know that um, <laughs> that he's on our side, technically, it's so satisfying to watch McGonagall go after him. Oh, we are on a side. We are rooting for a side here. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, but like, Snape is like, not even like shooting to injure (laughs) he's like he's pulling his punches because but I'm still like McGonagall go as hard as you can (laughs) also the image of Snape turning into like a bat type creature is always so funny and comical to me because it just feels like unrealistic you know like this large bat like thing I'm like, I don't know about that, JK. I just wish he could have just flown away. <laughs> they even say a Snape-shaped hole in the wall or whatever window. It's, it's weird. I... So you mean just a person-sized hole? That's like, a person. Um, I, I feel like her use of Severus does not go unnoticed because they're always so formal. Like she's always like Professor Snape. And then like when she sees him, she drops the Severus. I'm like, oh, we're in it. <laughs> I also think it's like, I, I wonder if she's been calling him this like all year. It's like a familiarity thing, you know? It's like, we've known each other for years, Severus. You, you, you know, like we've been colleagues, you know us and you're destroying this school and Albus trusted you. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit more of a, also just like a, a reminding him that. There's a lot being unsaid. Yeah, like there's history here. It, I wasn't I wasn't some random person that you crossed like I know you so feel bad nice um we duel to kill oh yeah 
McGonagall says, it's time you and your Slytherins uh, figure out where your loyalties lie. You can go home, but if you're staying here, you better be fighting on our side. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. McGonagall laid down the law. I do like that her and Snape's like scene, it's like a mini of the Dumbledore Voldemort Dumbledore scene. Fight. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Snape even does, like, a snake thing, like Voldemort did. Like, it's all very sinister. He's playing his part well. Yeah, McGonagall. Like, you're right, he's pulling his punches. Like, he still seems so, like, sinister. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he gets enjoyment out of it, though. No, no, I don't think McGonagall. I think he's ready to be, like... Can I tell you what's happening now? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that point. Like, I'm done acting this part. I, I think he was done with this part when he had to kill Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, he's just been, like, miserable this whole year, I think. But, like, honestly, in a sad way, I think he doesn't want to tell anyone, but he wants out. Like, yeah, like, well, yeah. The only way to get out. Right. To die. Like, mm. I think he's just done. Oh. Like, because I don't think he wants anyone to know what he's done. Like, even though it's, like, ultimately good, like... I mean, yeah, he did make Dumbledore promise. I did, and then Dumbledore's response is the same response I have, which is, um, why would you want to hide the best part of yourself? Yeah. But it's also weird because... It's kind of not Slytherin to want the credit for when you have done something like noteworthy, like brilliant, you know, like he does like amazing work here. Like he's deceived the one of like the darkest wizards of all time. Like you like I feel like it's very Slytherin to want that credit if you're going to do it, you know, so it's just interesting to me that he like why isn't he interested because is it still because he feels guilty about what happened with Lily? I think so. And I think that he doesn't ever want people to know that's how he felt or that he was that vulnerable, like that he would switch sides because of somebody like, yeah. You know? Cause it shows like his greatest like weakness, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. And even though, like, they can't use it against him anymore, it's like, I don't want you to know that about me. That's really personal, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's, part of it's still, like, the worst of him. Like, like, especially with Harry, like, there's something there that's, like, this is still a really bad look for you. Um, like you're only doing all of this because of your love for Lily and nothing else. Like that's still not like good. Right. But you know, Harry forgives him. Albus Severus. Ugh. <laughs> I also like that Flitwick joins the end of this fight. He's like, there will be no more deaths at Hogwarts or you will have no more deaths at Hogwarts. Or wow. You'll do no more murder at Hogwarts is what he says which he does not. That's true. And I did have like a, a stickler <laughs> note. Uh -oh. um, but 
So Harry's like, what? Did he fall? Like, is he dead? And McGonagall's like, um, he had a wand, Harry. But then she says, unlike Professor Dumbledore, who didn't, I'm like, Dumbledore was dead before he fell out of that tower. Like a wand was not going to help him at that point. Like, I don't know why you had to say that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because she wasn't there. But she I guess she, she got pushed out a window. Yeah, I do think it was a weird thing to say. I picked up on that too. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but also like, Harry, come on. <laughs> also the amount of times that he's like, do you know where the diadem is? Like, have you seen it? And everyone's like, it's the lost diadem. <laughs> this thing is lost, Harry. Do you think that we wouldn't say something if we knew where it was? <laughs> but Harry's like, but I really need it. Like, can't you just tell me? Oh, Harry. My sweet, sweet Harry. You know, he's got a lot going on with himself. Um, I just, um, I also enjoy the physical comedy of Slughorn that we're getting <laughs> in addition to him being put in his place. But like, he's like tracking behind them all. And he's like, um, can we just slow down for a second? Yeah, like, that would so be out of shape. I'm like, oh no. Can we just stay in one place and like talk for a second? <laughs> Where's, where am I stationed? Can I have where I'm stationed? Like, I can't do these stairs. They keep moving on me. It makes me, when they get back to where the order is, are you there? Um, yeah. It yeah. makes me so emotional to see everyone there together, like, ready to fight. Like, like I got so, like, touched. Uh, and it reminds me of the, the battle song from a Barry Potter musical. Sure. Um, I had the same note. I was like, I, I was getting weirdly emotional during this chapter of everyone, like more people showing up. Cause we just had that in the last chapter, but like, yeah, for some reason, like the way it's phrased in this one, I was like, Oh my God, what's happening. <laughs> I know. It's just, I, it just feels very like, and I think because we've been reading it so like the series so slowly because we've been like t going in depth and talking about all these characters, like almost all the characters that are in these rooms this room we've had like an in-depth conversation about yeah. so I think I was that was making me emotional too it just felt felt like we've been all of these characters are coming to like the end of their journey and so I was just like <laughs> you know for sure yeah I think it was just yeah all coming to a head and yeah and Harry's like overwhelmed by it like yeah. I mean, I think he's mostly just surprised. Like, I don't think he's like feeling emotional. He's kind of like, are why you are you guys here, Lupin? It's like, what do you think he's doing here, Harry? <laughs> I think Harry's still not like thinking that we're gearing up for battle. And everyone else is like, we're here to take down Voldemort. Like, you need to do whatever you got to do because this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's like, where's the diadem? Have you seen it? <laughs> like, I know, I know, but you must know where it is. You're a professor. <laughs> McGonagall was like oh yeah we professors are good at magic and Harry was like oh thank god where is the lost 
And he doesn't change up his question at all. I'm like, how about we try who was the last person to have? Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even get that far. And I'm like, Harry. Because then Harry. Like, said, like, um, the founder herself. Like, it's rough. It's it's a bad look. It's really a bad look, especially since everyone is fully ready to like fight. And Harry's like, oh, I still got a couple things to do on my to-do list. So like I don't know who made the decision that Hermione wasn't gonna go with Harry to search in Ravenclaw Tower. Like, yeah, that was that was a bad choice. I think it's just so Luna can have a moment and so Ron and Hermione can have a moment, but like still I mean still bring Luna like she was very pivotal but yeah yeah I know we're gearing up for a makeout sesh so oh my god I'm so excited (laughs) I'm so excited when I just I can remember exactly when I read that chapter for the first time I remember exactly how I felt I remember squealing and then I remember yelling out loud at Harry to go away yeah I first wrapped all the basilisk things I was holding and then was like, <laughs> Harry, stop. <laughs> Look away. Go away. Harry's like, I don't know if this is like the right time. I'm like, Harry, shut up. We have been waiting seven books for this. I'm like, Jenny, be cool. Yeah. Man. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Um. Now I have, now I'm not emotional anymore and I'm angry. Yeah. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Molly, calm the fuck down. I'm calm. Not you. <laughs> Molly Weasley, I'm so annoyed. I'm so frustrated. And I, it makes me mad every single time we get to this point because it's like she's 16. Everybody else is like, what, 17? Like, I'm sure there are seventh years that are still 16. And it's just because she's a woman. Because if it was one of her sons, she wouldn't she wouldn't have like made a big stink about it. Like, I think she would have like been like, oh no, you're underage, but she wouldn't have like laid the law down and everybody agrees with her. And then Ginny looks to Harry for help and Harry agrees like an asshole. If I were Ginny, I would not have married him for that one look. I am so serious. I got so mad. She's so powerful. Yeah, but they don't know that. The boys, Fred and George do. And Fred and George are the only ones that are defending her. I mean, yeah, I definitely think she should fight. But I also like, like if I was a parent, I feel like I would feel the same way. I, I just don't think in this context where we've seen them, like we've seen, the kids have been fighting this war. Yeah. You were their age, not Molly, but like, uh, Lupin and that generation when they were younger they were fighting this war that we need all hands on deck here it's like we're all gonna die or we're all gonna survive so we might as well let her fight for sure like I mean I definitely think they should but I also like do understand why they're I think as a parent it's okay to be like I don't want you to fight but if you feel like this is what you have to do then, you know, do, I just don't, I don't like, I, cause I just, I know it's because she's a woman. Like I know it's because she says it like not my, the boy's fine, but not my daughter. And I, that line also kind of gets to me, like, like not you, like you're my 
you know, you're my Jenny, like, like that, like holding on to that, like as a parent, like you're letting all of your kids like go and fight. And it's like, you're just trying to hold on to something. Like I get Molly being like that, even though I think it's wrong. Like, yeah, it just, I, I always like think about it from Jenny's perspective and I would just be so mad. Like there would be, I would just be like, like when she has her angry tears and she's just so frustrated and she says like, what gets to me is when she's like my whole family, everyone I care about is fighting and you want me to stay at home and just wait and wait, watch my, like, to see if my family you all to die like yeah Yeah, no Um, that's also like insane to be like go home like I do think the the thing that they end up saying which it doesn't mean anything because she goes and fights anyway but like that is like a fair compromise I feel like that Lupin suggests I think Lupin I love Lupin for suggesting it and I wish that just like as he was leaving he winked at Jenny (laughs) to be like you can go fight because I think he gets it, you know, For sure. like, like if Harry was a sixth year, they would still let Harry fight. He has to. Yeah. I mean, it is consistent. It's like the same shit that they pulled in the fifth one too. Like they feel very strong about of age. I'm like, you're talking about like a three month time period right now. Like she probably turned 17, like in a month or whatever. Right. Like, and like she's definitely like, a better fighter than excuse. Ron. <laughs> um, I mean that the whole underage thing is just an excuse to be like, this is the reason I'm holding on to, but like, and uh, yeah, I would totally feel the same way Jenny does, but I also like, I do, I do feel the feels that Molly is feeling as well, whether they're like, you know, like I said, like they are like based in like this misogynistic thing, but like they're still real feelings. I just also don't understand why Jenny like listens. Like my, like, I just don't get that. Like because if my parents, <laughs> I know, but like, even like at that moment, I would be like, station me somewhere. I would, I would just, I would just say no. My, like my mom would be like, I'm putting my foot down. You're not going. And I would be like, yes, I am are you going to stay here and watch me and not fight in the battle? Because there's no fucking way I'm not fighting. Just like, it's just ridiculous. It's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I got so upset. I just, well, I can, I have something that will calm you down. Percy's back. Oh, yay. I do think Percy coming back, this is like a very funny way to bring him back. Like, I thought it was a really like nice, I, I couldn't even think of the right word, but I was like, this is a cute moment. It's and wholesome. Like, it is wholesome. And it deals with the immediate situation, what like succinctly, like they were like, we have to deal with this. So like yeah. they did it really well. I think she did a good job with Percy. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And that's why I was like, I feel like I have a better reaction to it than I would have expected because I think this is like a funny, (laughs) I think she does a good job of reintroducing him. I also love this awkward little baby break that we're taking. (laughs) How's Teddy? How's his turquoise hair? Lupin's like, I gotta watch this. (laughs) And then Percy like bursts out like, I'm so sorry. I was a fool. (laughs) 
I love that. I like also Jim Dale's Percy, so that helps. Yes, that was good. His performance was good. I was a fool, Percy roared so loudly that Lupin nearly dropped his photograph. I was an idiot. I was a pompous prat. I was a, a ministry-loving, family-disowning, power-hungry moron, said Fred. Percy swallowed. Yes, I was. Well, you can't say fairer than that, said Fred, holding out his hand to Percy. Mrs. Weasley burst into tears. She ran forward, pushed Fred aside, and pulled Percy into a strangling hug. Um, and then I have a note to Percy. It says, yes, you are all of those things. Fred is correct. But um, uh, I'm glad that you saw your sense. That's the nicest thing I could say to Percy. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't like defend anything he's done, but I think it's a nice moment. Yeah, I also think Fred is so big as a person in that moment and then Molly like shoves him aside to hug Percy and I got mad I was like why is that a detail you're that already was- hot on Molly so it doesn't help <laughs> yeah but I was like that was rude and why was that detail included <laughs> Fred was the bigger person there Fred deserves that hug <laughs> yikes I did have like a practical question. How does Percy know to contact Aberforth? That's a good cue. And it, go ahead. Sorry. I no. I just said that's a good cue. I don't know. Well, maybe the ministry has been looking at Aberforth. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing is that like he's on like a watch list, even though they can't like nail down what he's doing. So Percy, yeah. Yeah, and that made me think, like, this is not really about me wanting something for Percy, but I do think it would be, like, kind of fun or, like, cool to see, like, if he did anything to, like, help the resistance, like, on the DL while he was still working there. That would just be, like, a cool plot to see, like, somebody, like, that we think is bad, like, on the inside, like, doing a couple of small things to kind of help. Um, And, like we'll use Percy as that person, but like, it would have been cool to see anyone kind of do that. Wow. You said that. And then I started like thinking of a fic in my head. Yeah. Like, that would be really cool. Actually. Like I want that also to like forgive Percy more. Cause I do think yeah. that would help, but I don't, it doesn't, you know, but I don't want to forgive Percy more, but if I read like a story about that, I would 100% forgive him more. Yeah. Or just like feel better about him. About, yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but I'm not trying to give him that like I'm not saying that's what's happening but it would be fun and I was like maybe that's why he knows Aberforth is like helping because he's like worked like they've got a system. maybe he's been like taking away suspicion from Aberforth and yeah because he says it's been coming on for a while so I'm like what have you been doing then the whole like last yeah. year or whatever <laughs> like a while <laughs> Like two weeks, what are we talking here? Like we all saw him in the end of the fifth book, if you recall, which was two years ago. So oh yeah, we we shan't talk about those times because then I'll get mad at him again. We're on neutral terms right now. 
this chapter in so ominously. Yeah. Voldemort's here. I, in fact, my note says daddy's home and then I regretted it. And so I crossed it out. Yeah, I thought it was Dumbledore coming through the portrait. Oh no. <laughs> Daddy is home. That would have been incredible. Ken <laughs> would want that more, obviously. I think I really would have like thrown my book out the window if that had happened. Like in happiness? Yeah, or? like just in like sh- pure shock in a Okay. Book. Yeah. But like not actually, but because uh, I have to read what's happening. <laughs> right. It would have been so rude if that's how they introduced Aberforth. Like, everyone thinks it's Dumbledore. I mean, they kind of do it with the eye, but, like, if they yeah. straight up were like, oh, my God, it's Dumbledore. Just kidding. <laughs> like, if Aberforth and Dumbledore were, like, twins. Like, yeah. Mean. <laughs> mean JK. But, yeah, it's Harry looking at Hogwarts as Voldemort and being like, I'm ready for some murder. <laughs> Feeling good. You know, I just flew here because I didn't apparate. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling great because I can't apparate and I'm feeling unwell. <laughs> I had the wind beneath my hair follicles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my bald cap. Oh boy, the wind beneath my balls. <laughs> oh no. Who um, is your rat for this? Or I'm sorry, did you have more notes? I was at the end. Of, no, that's the end of my notes. Is that the end of my broomstick, if you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't, I really don't know what that means. <laughs> like I'm at the end of my rope. Oh, I see. I got you. I got you. I just made it up. It's a common phrase, so I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Not sexual. I didn't expect that it was, but okay. Just, I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> good, good. Um, anyway, my rat is um, Molly Weasley. Just kidding. It's Amicus Carol. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy Cammy. Amy Cammy, indeed. Who's your champion? Minerve. Same. Mini Magoo. Yeah. Minerve uh, is not getting on my nerve. If you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wow, we're in a mood. I think just me. Like you've been very normal. And I'm just throwing out. My nerve getting up my nerve. No, she's not getting up my nerve. Not getting on your nerve. Ever. Honestly. Um, how many points did you get this chapter? 175. Oh my God. I gave it 170. <laughs> oh my word. Oh my word, we were so close. Wait, wait can you can even see it? Yeah, it? I saw the one seven. Okay. Um, would you get a tattoo from this chapter? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like don't know what it would be of. Um, mine's a bold tattoo choice, but it would be a suit of armor from Harry Potter. <laughs> Would it would Snape be peeking out from behind it? Absolutely not. One hundred percent. Oh, I know my tattoo. It's a full back tattoo of Bat Snape going through a window. Through the window. Through the wall. 
that bat be going far. <laughs> <laughs> I can hip and hop. Hip, hip hop, hippity to the hoppities. My haiku was gonna include the line, loyalties do be challenged. So I, I wish it had. That. I wish it had. I feel bad. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum bum bum.